my podcast listeners. Um, this is an episode that is actually a video as well. So if you'd rather watch the video version of it, go ahead on over to my YouTube channel or you can stay here and listen here. Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel. Today, I'm gonna be talking about myself. <laughs> um, this was actually a highly requested video from you all. So I did like a survey back at the top of the year and a lot of you were like wanting to know, cause I was asking like, what kind of content do you wanna see from me? What topics do you wanna cover? Um, I am gonna cover a lot of the ones that I haven't already. Um, but this one was like, so many of you asked for it and I was super surprised because at first I was like, wait, I've done this already, haven't I? And then I looked through my channel and I realized I have not like talked about my journey into becoming a psychic in like its own video. I have talked about it like here and there, like everywhere it feels like, um, but I've never like had one specific video for it. Um, I've had a few podcasts where I talk about like my spiritual awakenings and then like, um, I also talk about like some really important psychic experiences that I had on my podcast. I also have a video on like how my childhood experiences like created psychic blocks later down the line. I'm pretty sure that's up and available to everyone. I also do have a video that is a Patreon exclusive video that is like my daily life as a psychic. Now this was like a year or two ago. And then I talked about it a bit here, but it was more like in my welcome to my channel thing. I don't know. So basically I was wrong and I don't have anything like this. And so, yeah, today we're mostly talking about how I became psychic. So this might not be new for those of you who have watched every single one of my video, but I sometimes forget that not everyone watches every single video from start to finish. So this might be new to you. So welcome, if you are new here, my name is Lauren. I'm a psychic, I'm a medium, I'm an animal communicator. Um, and here on my channel, I'm a psychic development coach. Like I'm mostly here to teach people how to develop their psychic abilities. Um, and so a lot of the times I'm doing how-to videos, I talk about how to strengthen those abilities, but I think it's pretty natural that you all wonder how I got into it. Um, and I actually love telling my story because it shows that I'm not like crazy unique and that you don't have to be crazy unique to develop your psychic abilities. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be born with it. You don't have to have some crazy miraculous like lightning bolt strike you or have a near death experience to engage in your psychic abilities. It's a skill that you can learn and everyone can learn it just like riding a bike or learning how to knit or something like that. So yeah, sorry if this is a little long. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be. Um, I have a tendency to go long when I'm talking about myself, but I'll try to keep it as short and brief as possible. So again, getting into it, I did not have like some crazy experience like a lot of psychics do. Everyone asks me this question whenever they're meeting me um, and they wanna just like be like starstruck by some super cool story. They expect that story, which I think is very interesting. That there's an expectation that you have to be special or have something really funky happen to you in order to be psychic. Um, or, you know, that you were like born with it and you've always had these abilities as a kid. Um, so the majority of my life, I would say I was not like tuned into my abilities at all. Um, well, that's not true. I definitely was here and there. Um, we'll get into that. But for the most part, there was no inciting moment. There was just a gradual like growth there and then kind of a decision on my part to want to learn, want to practice and then I did it 
and then I just got more and more serious about it. That's really it in a nutshell. <laughs> Back when I was little, like the majority of my psychic experiences were feeling like there was like a monster in the basement or a monster under my bed. If there was something there, I don't really know. Maybe there was. Um, I would also just have very, very vivid dreams. Um, I was a very imaginative kid. I am a Pisces, so I wonder if it's that. Um, it could just be that I was also a kid. I do feel like kids are way more intuitive and imaginative and that goes along with our psychic ability. Um, but yeah, my dreams often felt very real and I was always in my parents' bed because I was terrified I'd wake up from some scary dream and I'd have to go run to their bedroom because that dream was just so real. I do feel like to some extent I also talk to animals. Like I think I was 100% doing that when I was a kid but I just didn't realize that that was psychic. I thought everyone could do that and so I think I could hear their thoughts a lot of the times. Maybe I was just making it up and maybe I was talking to myself. It's hard to know when it was so long ago. Um, and I didn't have like the reference of is this psychic or is it my thoughts? Um, but I do think I definitely talked to my animals when I was younger. And that's why it was so easy for me to get into animal communication. It felt just so easy and like second nature, like, oh, this is how I normally talk to them, you know? Sorry if there was a weird jump there. I had to change my battery really quick. But um, I would also say that I wasn't really raised super religious, which I actually think kind of helped because there was no like, you have to believe in God or Jesus or any of this. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of that for sure, but not to a huge extent. So I didn't really have opinions or knowledge about psychics before this. So when I came across them, it was kind of like, oh, cool, you know, no big deal. And now that I'm saying that, I do feel like I actually had a lot of like negative experiences with like organized religion. Um, I was raised um, a Christian. I, again, I use parentheses because like we didn't, we weren't forced to go to like church or anything. Like we hardly ever went. Um, it wasn't like a serious thing that we ever really talked about. It was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I went to a Christian preschool. Don't really remember much about that. Um, however, I just have a few very specific moments that stand out with like dealing with Christianity and that religion. And I just felt like a lot of those were such huge turnoffs that it just made me not want to subscribe to those anymore. And basically it encouraged me to look elsewhere for my own spirituality. Um, and a few of those being um, that like, during my grandfather, grandfather's funeral, I felt like 80% of his funeral was about guilt tripping us and like, you're gonna be next. And if you don't like repent for your sins and yada yada, then you're all gonna die and go to hell. Like not, <laughs> not the energy you want around someone's funeral. Like you wanna know about the person and stuff. Anyways, I also went to a like kids camp and this, keep in mind these were like teenagers, but in my mind they were like adults. Um, and every night we were supposed to talk about God before we went to bed. And there's this one counselor that said, do you like fear God? And I was like, I don't know, should I? <laughs> and, and she was, she went on and on about how we should be afraid of God and fear God and all of these things. And it really like scared me. And that's not like a feeling that I think anyone should have about their own religion, you know, or spirituality. Um, but I'm so grateful for that moment because it made me realize that's not how spirituality feels. You shouldn't be afraid, you know, it should feel good, you know. I also had a moment where I went to a church and they passed around like the little prayer, like papers. 
And I thought it was like, oh, you write down your prayer and then um, the, the, the guy, the sermon, like, will then go pray on it outside of church. But then what they did is they collected all of those papers and read them out loud with that person's name. I had no idea. I was like 11 years old at this time. And so I prayed for, I think it was like, my, we were having a lot of family drama at the time and I prayed for my grandfather to stop like being mean to my parents. And I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I remembered like my face turning bright red. I think I even left and went to the bathroom because I just had no idea that that was what was gonna happen. Um, so lots of negative experiences in regards to that. The reason why I'm talking about some of my religious like background is because it affects some of the things that come up later in this. Um, but another thing, I was just really terrified that my animals, my pets, would not go to heaven. Um, and I remember looking, I think I had a kid's Bible, but I had a normal Bible. And I was like scanning that thing, trying to find out, are my pets going to go to heaven or not? And I can't remember who I asked. I asked somebody if they would, and their answer was kind of like, it says they, that they're not in the Bible, but maybe they will, which did not reassure me at all. Um, and that terrified me. Like I would cry at night because I thought my animals were just gonna disappear and I'd never see them again. Um, I think that's a huge part of why I became an animal communicator and how I got into the psychic stuff later on. And then when I was in middle school, I moved to a new city um, and my parents tried to get us to go to some churches around there. I think they were just trying to provide comfort, um, you know, being in a new town, new city. And I remember one of the churches that we went to, it just happened that day. I think that they were promoting a book that someone was selling. And so it was like that whole entire like sermon was about the kind of the contents of that book. And then by the end, it was like, everybody needs to buy this book. And like my poor parents too, totally felt the pressure. I think we walked out of there with like three copies <laughs> and I felt the pressure too. I was like, I need to read this book or else I'm going to go to hell. Um, and so like looking at it now, just like how screwed up that is that people were combining religion with like trying to sell and like capitalize off of something that's not quite related um, and scaring kids, you know, at the same time. And so as I got older into like my teens, I definitely started to question things. I just, I had had more negative experiences than I had positive. And I think that was just pure saturation. It was like the few times we did go to anything religious, it was all negative. Um, and so I just questioned everything. And then I met other people, other kids who weren't Christian and they would explain things. And I was like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> um, one being my husband, actually. My husband being very much like, very Virgo telling me like, you know, th there's mistranslations that I don't even believe that there's a hell, like I don't believe in the devil, yet he calls himself Christian. Um, and so like, I think I just grew up. I grew up, I matured, I started asking questions. I think that's how a lot of us leave um, organized religion in my opinion. Um, and yeah, and then I was really, I was really into paranormal shows. Like I really, like it wasn't like my identity, but I'm trying to think of any inclinations that I would have had, but really I was distracted by everything else in my life. I played volleyball, I was in theater, um, I was at school, I was into boys, like I was just, I was living the kid's life. Like there was no psychic stuff going on in my life at all, totally normal. 
Um, the only thing out of normal, but I would say this is everyone, is that, again, I would watch those paranormal shows, but they would feel so real to me and I would get really scared and I would have to stop watching them. Um, and I know now that what would basically happen was that I would get into it, I would absorb it, and then I think what I would do is I would unintentionally invite stuff in and so then I would freak myself out and I would feel like there's something in the room. I feel like there was something happening. I do think a little bit of that might have just been like, is it the placebo effect or no, it's not that, but it's like when you're exposed to something, like when you see the um, symptoms of some sort of illness, all of a sudden you start manifesting those symptoms, even if you don't have that illness, like it's kind of like that. Um, so it could have been that there were real spirits there or it could have been that I thought they were Regardless, I had no boundaries, and so those kind of shows really freaked me out. But my favorite one was Paranormal Activity. Um, it was like the Penn State kids is all I remember. Um, and they were just amazing. And I felt like that show is one of the few shows where I actually feel like there was real stuff going on. You have to let me know if any of you watched that one too. I loved that show. Chip Coffee was also the bomb. <laughs> I felt like Chip Coffee was like legit. I haven't watched his stuff in years, but he seemed really like spot on. So then fast forward to, I think it was three years of me being into college. Very distracted by film school, doing all of that. Um, and my family dog died. His name was Hans. We had him for a really long time. I wasn't at home when he died, but um, my mom called us up and he had died and he was at home alone. And I just felt, so much guilt because I hadn't been around him in years. Actually, what was weird enough was that I had moved back home for like three weeks, like a week prior to his passing. And I was living with my mom for three weeks just because I was having issues like with my husband and living in this house and his family. We were living with his dad at the time um, and I was just not having it. <laughs> and so I moved back to my parents to make a point. Um, so I did get a little bit of time with my dog towards the end. It was just so like perfectly timed. Um, but I left and then a week later it was like my dog died. Um, and all of those feelings came back up again of like, oh my God, is he still around? Is he, a, does he have a spirit? Does, is he in hell? Is he in heaven? Um, at that time, again, I wasn't into any of this. I knew I didn't maybe believe in hell, but I didn't know about heaven. I knew I wasn't Christian anymore, but, but I just remember feeling so overwhelmed of like, I need to talk to him. I need to have closure. You know, all of those things that you have when you lose a pet. Um, and it was like suddenly too, it was unexpected. We think he had like a stroke or a brain aneurysm or something. Um, but I was so stressed out and I just could not like get over it that I decided to search for psychics. And then I found out online that there's things, there's these things called pet psychics. And, and it was perfectly timed as well, um, where I looked online and there was a psychic convention going on in Denver um, that upcoming weekend. And so I was like, I'm gonna go all by myself. Didn't, I don't even think I told, or maybe I told my husband, but um, it was only like $7 to get in. And I knew that it was like $20 for 20 minutes. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna find a pet psychic. I think I walked around cause they keep them on the edge of the building. Um, this is the Body, Mind, and Spirit Fair. I think at that time it was called the Denver Metaphysical Fair. It had a different name, but anyways. Um, I walked around twice. 
I saw someone who looked interesting. I could tell she was a pet psychic or animal communicator. There was one other lady there that I, that I saw that I was interested in, but I sat down at Lizanne, um, her table. And Lizanne has been on my channel before. Um, I've actually done an interview with her, um, but she read my dog. She read my dog and she read a couple of my other pets. And apparently I forgot because she told me in this interview that she had also told me, oh yeah, you're psychic too. Like you can learn how to do this. And she just blew my mind. She told me things that I wouldn't have known. And I just walked away from that feeling so good. It resonated so much. It felt so accurate. It felt so much different than again, my experiences with like religion and church and having to listen to sermo sermons. Um, it just felt so right and it felt so correct. Um, and that's what started it all was she just kind of in that very moment of me getting a psychic reading from someone else, I realized that this, this is real to some extent, maybe, maybe not. Um, I think I even went home and wrote like several pages in my journal about it so that I could remember exactly what she said. And then what happened next, I feel like the timeline is a little fuzzy. I don't know what necessarily came first because I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was just interested in it and learning. But there's a couple things that happened. One was that um, my husband's mom, um, she, and she's been in a few videos here and there, you've probably seen her, but she was into this stuff as well. And when I went to Kansas City to meet them like one summer, uh, we went downtown and she took me into a metaphysical store. And that was the first time I had been into a metaphysical store. And she grabbed a pendulum and was like, here, let me do a reading for you. And she asked me like to ask a question and she did like a little mini reading. And I remember walking around and just being like, oh my gosh, what is this? And I wanted to learn so much, but I was so afraid. <laughs> um, at another point I went to, I think it was Borders with my husband and I bought my first tarot deck and I was interested, but terrified. I remember we were probably in there for 45 minutes and I was like, I don't know, will I go to hell if I buy this? Is this bad? What do you think? I was asking my husband all these questions and my husband was like, you know, I don't think, I don't think hell exists. I don't think we yada yada. Um, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, and he was the one that convinced me to get it. Um, and that was my first tarot deck, which is right here. I was terrified to use it, but it was my first deck and it was the first like touch of anything metaphysical that I had. They're very worn and very used by now. You can't even get this deck anymore, which is funny. That's how old it is. I think at this point I was a junior in college. Yeah, cause I was three years in and I went to film school and I had to make movies for, you know, my work. Um, and the um, class that I was taking that year was actually a documentary class. So I had to make a documentary for my class. Um, and I decided to make a documentary about psychics because I was like, I'm into this right now. I want to learn more about it. That was a moment of me choosing to follow just a light, a spark, something that was lighting me up at the time. Um, and I thought this is an interesting thing to explore. It's very taboo. People question it, um, but it's currently like rising in popularity. It's been rising in popularity for a long time, but um, I was like, I want to, you know, satisfy this urge of learning and just wrap it into my documentary class and just we'll do it all at once. So that documentary um, actually really forced me to like learn things. So I probably interviewed 10 or 12 psychics um, across Colorado. 
Um, I was picking up books so that I could, you know, do the documentary justice. Like I was looking into metaphysical stores. I was just doing a lot of research about it from a filmmaker analytical standpoint, not like a psychic standpoint at all. Um, just fascinated, just purely curious. And so there was a period there where I was opening up to a lot and starting to experience some things, but I had no like help, no boundaries, no knowledge of any of that. I was just learning, soaking it all in, being completely open to it. And it was also causing me to experience things, see things that I didn't want to. Um, there's a lot of nights where I was like seeing things and I would tell my husband, I was like, I'm, there's like faces, I don't know what to do. Um, and he would always like help me through it. And so there was that in-between point where I was making this documentary wide open, letting everything in, had very poor boundaries. I think I was also, I didn't know it at the time, but I was also interviewing a lot of unethical psychics. Um, not all of them. Um, a lot of them were really great and really good, um, but I didn't know what to look for at the time. I was purely book smart about psychics and I didn't know the good from the bad, if that makes sense. Um, actually, some of the first videos on my channel is footage from that, that I wanted to repurpose because I didn't end up actually finishing the documentary. I'll talk about that in a bit um, and why that was the case. But you can scroll back to the very beginning ones and you can see me interviewing some other like local psychics, which was really cool. I thought they gave some great interviews. I also interviewed Karen, which ugh, we're gonna talk about. <laughs> and then there was one day, I still remember it pretty vividly, where I walked into Isis, which is a metaphysical store that I had been familiar with. Um, and um, it, it's really close to my house, surprisingly. And um, I saw a flyer that said like, learn how to be psychic. <laughs> and I just get like emotional about it now because it was like, if I didn't see that flyer, I would not be sitting here talking to you today. Maybe I would have, but it really feels like one of those moments of just like such a sign from my guides. And it was a flyer for the Aspen Program for Psychic Development with Karen Fox. And so I grabbed it and I felt just so called to it. I think I immediately went home, looked up the program and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a course in Colorado. It's in person. There's three different certificates. There's a bunch of teachers and I go and I learn how to be psychic. Now I wasn't interested in it for myself at first. I actually reached out to Karen and I said, hey, I'm a student filmmaker. I'm making a, a film about psychics. I wanna show them in a good light. Um, would you let me come film your program? And I think she did a really good thing, which was she said, hey, why don't you come take a class first? Let us get to know each other and then we can decide that later down the line. Um, and so I was kind of forced into taking that first class, not forced, but like I wanted to, I wanted to get that footage for my documentary, but it ended up turning into something completely different, which was me taking all of the courses <laughs> and becoming psychic. But, um, I showed up to that first course and it was just like an intro, like, here's what the program is about. Here's what the psychic ability is like, here's what's going to happen. And I was just like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I want to do. Um, this is like what I've been looking for. And so I signed up <laughs> and that started my whole journey of actually learning how to become psychic um, through the Aspen program. Again, I had to read people in person. I had to um, sign up. I mean, it was like every single weekend, sometimes two days of the weekend um, alongside like my college courses for like a whole year. Um, and I took all three certifications, which are 
basic, they're on my wall over here, basic psychic studies, spirit mediumship, and medical intuition. And Karen did actually let me go back and film one of the classes. At that time, I was in the class, so I knew what was going on and it wasn't like weird and she totally trusted me. I actually interviewed Karen as well. Um, but just to wrap up the whole documentary thing, like I never ended up making it. One, because there was a lot of footage. And two, because my teacher basically was like, all of us, all of us in the class were basically like, oh, well, I have enough footage for a trailer, but I think next semester I'm gonna finish it. And um, what ended up happening was we made a trailer for it. And then actually that, that class got canceled the next year because not enough people signed up. So I didn't have to technically finish that documentary. Um, I could have, but at that point I was in the Aspen program for a while and I started to realize, you know what? The people that I interviewed are not good representations of good ethical psychics and I don't want to be putting this out there. Also, it was largely that like, we, we didn't have funding for it. Like I did not feel like it was a documentary that was going to get any sort of viewership. So it would have just been like a waste of everyone's time. Um, and so we just, I just kind of let it go. And I said, I think this was supposed to lead me into learning about it. Um, this was a good experience. I feel still to this day guilty about the people that put in the time and the effort into it. And I really like appreciate everything that they did. But at the same time, it just was not something that I wanted to keep creating. It, it, it was not the vision. My vision changed. Basically, I realized I would have need to have kind of started over with some of the filming. I would have needed to find some new folks. Um, and I just, I didn't have the motivation to do that and I didn't need to do it. Also, I was starting a whole new year and I had to do my big senior films. And so that was kind of more important. So I had to kind of unfortunately tell those people that unfortunately it's not going anywhere. I still have all that footage. Um, I wanna ask Karen if she wouldn't mind me sharing some of the footage from the Aspen program eventually, but we'll see. So this was about 2013, 2014. Um, and I was also taking other classes. I also took an animal communication course. I took a lot of shamanic courses under other people. Um, but this is where I learned. I practiced and I was taught a lot of the same principles that I teach here on my channel. And I read people in person and I just practice, practice, practice. And essentially I graduated with all of those certifications. I also got the certifications from the other like teachers. And I met some truly amazing people through that program. And I learned so many life skills. Like that is such like a huge turning point in my life when I look back. Like there was life before the Aspen program and then life after the Aspen program. And I met some amazing, amazing people, mostly women that were in that group. And I formed friendships with women that were outside of my age group, which was like new for me as a college student, high schooler sort of. Um, and I had a really good group of girlfriends that came out of that as well. And I still talk to a lot of these people today and they are people that I always go back to for readings. And essentially after I graduated from the program, I was just like, I'm gonna do this for fun. Like that was a fun experience. I can add it to my toolbox of things that are really just enjoyable for me. If people book me for a reading, that's cool, whatever. I think I set up a Facebook page and that was maybe a website. No, I don't even think I had a website at that time. Um, I just, it was very like low key. I was mostly focused on graduating from college and moving into my film business and creating that. I had created that about the same time as this, 
but my husband and I were really going full steam on developing like our production company. So because of that, my psychic business was just like a thing on the side for fun for a while. Um, and I talked about it a bit in my um, video about like how to get to like being a full-time psychic. I will link that up above. Um, but it took a few years to grow my psychic business and it wasn't until I was really done with my video business that I started taking um, this a lot more seriously. And so now I'm at a place where I am doing this basically full time. I do have a, a few jobs on the side, other like various sources of income, but this is like my full time thing. And I started basically like 10 years ago, almost like, like short of a year. And because of that, I was able to leave my video job. I'm in a place where I love my work. I love, I'm still creating videos. I'm still satisfying that creative urge to make things. And I really do think that that served a purpose. It wasn't a waste of time for me to go to film school. <laughs> Parts of me still think it was a waste of time. But um, I do think if I hadn't gone to film school, if I hadn't done the video production side of things, I wouldn't have the equipment that I have. I wouldn't have the studio that I have or a lot of the skills that I have now. Um, and just the knowledge of working with real clients who pay me for doing their advertising, you know, that translates here. Like I understand YouTube, I understand Instagram, all these platforms. Um, so I don't think it was a big waste of time. I actually think it was part of the plan because I truly do feel like I'm supposed to be here sharing this message. And I think that video is one of the media outlets I'm supposed to use um, just because I'm, I'm good at it. I've been doing it for so long. But I did struggle for a while thinking that, you know, what was that all such a waste of time? Should I even leave video work? Should I move into psychic work? Um, so that was like a huge like struggle for a while. But I think now I realize, again, it all served a purpose and it wasn't a waste of time. It was all part of that kind of um, plan of getting me to where I needed to be. And often we just, we change what we want. We change who we are. And I think I just decided to follow what fulfilled me and what gave me passion and excitement. And film definitely did that for me for a while, but it got to a point where the type of work that I had to do here was just not interesting anymore. And if you're curious about that whole story, I do talk about it on my podcast about like just understanding who I was in my 20s and what career I wanted to take on and the financial challenges that I've had and kind of how that affected like my psychic business. But yeah, that basically gets me to today where I am pretty much doing readings full time. I'm creating these instructional videos. I have video courses and I'm just, I'm setting my own hours. I feel fulfilled. I get to meet with some amazing people. I get to talk about intuition all the time. I get to play with tarot cards all the time. And it just, it's fun, it's fulfilling and it's exciting. And I followed that fire. I followed that passion. And that's how I got to where I got today. There was no plan to be a psychic in my life ever. <laughs> I was gonna be a filmmaker or a veterinarian at first. Um, but my story of becoming a psychic again is just, it's, it's not your typical born with it, struck by lightning, near-death experience. And I hope that that gives a lot of you hope out there that you can do it as well, that this is not something you have to be special or born with in order to pursue. Um, and that's exactly who I am and what my story is. You know, I really, I sought it out, I put in the work, I practiced, and I persevered and, you know, just kept doing it. And I think 
you know, even today, as I'm reading other people, I'm practicing 24 seven um, because of that. And through my teaching, I really think that when you teach, it helps you keep your skills fresh. And that's a lot of like why I teach is I wanna remember for myself um, as well. And I just, I hope you see yourself in my story. And I hope that you see that you don't have to be any sort of, you don't have to have some crazy experience to do what I do. You can just do it. <laughs> And really this is not me being like, you know, you need to become a professional. I think you can do this just to improve your life. You know, I think it helps you make decisions. It helps you feel more spiritual. It helps you get out of a job that you didn't want to be in. It helps you trust your intuition. It helps you feel like you have spirit in team supporting you when it feels like you're alone in all other aspects of your life. And I just feel so much happier and so much more fulfilled than I ever did. And I think it's all because I trusted and learned how to use my intuition. And again, you don't have to be professional. I truly think that it can improve your life in so many ways. And I think in a lot of ways, I'm the happiest that I've ever been because I have a tool that I can always fall back on whenever I'm feeling lost or I need direction or I'm having issues in relationships, I always know that I can go to my intuition to solve any problem that I need um, and connect with my spirit guides. And I know that's not for everybody, but in my personal opinion, I'm a very spiritual person. And so a lot of that leads my decision-making. Um, even though I'm very also logical and a Virgo rising, I'm a Virgo rising Pisces sun. Like I just, I think that was so divinely on purpose because I've got the left brain and the right brain in me of that psychic mind versus analytical mind. And I think that I'm not trying to be like all blown up my own head here, but like, I think that because of that, I really have this unique perspective that you don't have to be completely woo woo up here in the clouds all the time. You can have a more grounded, um, practical approach to a lot of this stuff. And that's mirrored in my story and how I got to where I got. So yeah, I think that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for requesting this video. I really was surprised when it came through. I Sometimes I'm thinking that everyone's just here for the information and not for me, which, you know, not that it needs to be at all, but um, I had fun making this. And I hope that, you know, it inspired you to develop your own abilities or just, you know, trust the path that you're on um, because I did not expect this and here I am but it just, it really worked out for the absolute best. And I truly believe that. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching. If you have any questions, please leave them down in the comments below. I'd also love to hear how you all became psychic or how you all developed your own abilities. Um, and yeah, go ahead and leave a like on this video if you enjoyed it and I will see you in the next one. Bye.